experience. Darren, I just want to let you know we're coming to the end of 2022 and it's been such a blessing doing the Experience Podcast with you. I think we've learned so much. Um, we've had just a tremendous amount of experts that have joined us and just the feeling of really being grateful to be in the health and fitness industry. Um, even to think through, you know, seeing stats from URSA related to, you know, we grew as an industry memberships year over year. We're seeing a strong recovery and really should be excited about where we're heading into 2023. Um, but to take the opportunity, it's so fun to actually look back and look at the different um, highlights that we had as a team to cover over the last um, year. Um, and the first one, just to highlight it, was our time with Robert Brewster and really how he dove into setting some clear objectives for him and his team and that we are able to be stronger as an industry when we partner together with those that we often think are our competition um, and how we've seen different club types really partner together in fitness alliances and other organizational um, structures that have been created through the pandemic that I think makes our strong, our industry stronger for the future. Yeah, no, I really, really appreciated that particular one. And I agree with you, Nick, like 22, coming to an end it's been a great ride season one um what we've put together here with this mashup of all these clips that first one you talked about really really great looking forward to all the other ones as well i think one thing about the pandemic that was um well it was obviously an unprecedented event and there were very few people who had a good idea of what was going to transpire and how they were going to address the challenges associated with everything that was going on. And one of the things that is, uh, I think it was really helpful, uh, was to be able to reach out and talk to club owners from around the country and compare experiences and understand what was happening because there's a different reaction if what's going on is just happening to you as opposed to if it's happening to everybody else. You can, you know, if it's happening just to you, maybe you're doing something wrong or uh, you, 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 there's something you need to do very specifically to address that as opposed to something that's happening uh, universally or, or across the country. And that may be more difficult to address or maybe other people have found solutions for that. So I think whenever you have a crisis like this, the, the relationships you put in place and the amount of effort you put into the industry uh, to network is really going to pay off. And we were really fortunate to have a lot of those resources uh, <coughs> that we could use uh, to lean on other people to, to help us. Darren, one of the highlights was when I interviewed you around VFP and the whole idea around what you were trying to do when creating that platform. And one of the neat things was, is how in the old days, you know, it's it kind of interesting. You're using all these old forms and other things to get folks to follow up and a consistent follow-up pattern to convert a membership to sell PT and how that was paper. And you had the little turnstiles in the drawers. I think the team is going to really be curious and interesting as they review this clip 
of what are some simple things that you were able to virtualize to make these processes that much more seamless? We've talked a little bit about getting the right team, setting that up for success. But what about tools? Like how do you, or systems, how do you set those up, Darren, to really effectively convert those members? So great question. And, and I'll just go back to one thing you said right at the beginning. You, you definitely need to set your team up for success, not only with tools, but certainly with training. Yeah. But one of the things that I love about setting up automations for your sales team is that if you do it properly, all of those systems and automations actually become a training tool. So I don't know, That's Nick, right. if you remember way back in the day, we used to have like the triplicate sales forms, right? So oh, everybody wow. you'd write down yeah. and, and then and then you would peel one off. And then on the back of one of those triplicates, it said day one call, day two call, day three, day five, right? And so you right. had your follow-up agenda, if you will, but it was still very manual. All right. Well, what we've done today is we've automated that entire process, not only for the salespeople, but also for the management team so yep. that there's total accountability and total visibility to the entire system. And it starts right out of the gate with ensuring that a prospect who's interested gets a phone call gets connected within 60 seconds. We actually did some research with a company called Velocify, and it actually showed that you can get as much as a 400% increase in your web lead conversion rate if you contact that hot lead for the reason they reached out to you within 60 seconds, right? So that's the very first thing that happens. And then instantaneously, you're going to get emails that go out appropriate to the, you know, the source that they came in from, a text message as well. The salesperson's also going to get alerted immediately to this process and exactly where it is. And then the automations just completely funnel all the way through all these different tracks so that as soon as a salesperson schedules that first appointment to come in and check out the club, automatically get flipped off the web lead um, interest you know, track, if you will, automatically put onto an appointment confirmation. As soon as they show up in the club, they you know, touch the guest register. All of a sudden, automations kick in. No longer are they there. Now it's waiting, and you're going to either have a, a, a be back. You're going to have a new member. It's going to kick them onto the new member welcome. And so every single automation is fully pre-choreographed at every single touch along that, that prospect lifecycle. This next clip, uh, I really enjoyed, Nick, whenever we were talking and, and you were you were going in depth um, around, you know, all of the, you know, sales management uh, experience that you have. And, and one of the takeaways I had from this first clip here was how to get your team to go beyond sort of just selling a membership uh, to really selling unique experiences that the members are actually looking for. Love this clip. Now, Nick, what are some strategies that clubs could focus on to really maximize, like really maximize Q1 interest and joy? Because everybody's getting ready for this, right? And they should be. Yep. Um, how are you going to maximize that? So I, I think there's a, this is a, it's a good question. I think there's two parts to it. I'm not, I would say maybe three, but two specifically. Number one, we often think about just the membership. 
you need to think about the ideal package. So often we get distracted by it's just getting that first step. Do the second step. An ideal scenario would be X. Create a little extra incentive on the good, what is best scenario, right? Maybe even put one out there, but if they could do this, which is, you know, maybe they sign up for, you know, membership and they signed up for the, you know, PT and they signed up for group training. Well, they did all the, all the things, right? Find ways to give the, the, the team a little extra bump. And I think that's really important to focus on. Number two, and I think this is something that you really got to find um, alignment, and that is with marketing. So your marketing function, your sales function, and it may not be that you have sales people, maybe they're front desk people that are converting it. Is that alignment allowing for you to execute the play? A few years ago, I was working with a club group. They were going to roll out an incentive on a specific day. The reality is sometimes the team that's in charge of the front desk or their sales team is like, well, we'll see how many leads we get. And they're not fully bought into the goal that marketing had established as this is it. And it goes back to those goals, staff to the outcome, staff to the goal you set. Because if you get all those leads, you don't follow up. Well, guess what? Those that follow up the best are getting the member. So 100 leads come through and you don't have the ability to convert them. You kind of shot yourself in the foot. You created an emotional buy, and now that emotional buy is not able to convert. In fact, it may convert for your competitor. So it's really making sure that when you do these campaigns or whatever, you're staffed correctly to actually get the conversion. And Nick, you were just like on fire in a a, a particular uh, clip here. You were really talking about, and I love this because everybody's looking for like little golden nuggets or secrets to managing their sales team. And, And in this clip, you're talking about the secret to managing sales success actually lies uh, in intentional goal setting, which is going to lead to amazing results. Love this one. Last thing to add there, Darren, I think yeah. the other part is, so you think about pricing and the amount of compensation, but it's also when you're thinking about that stuff you should be thinking about for January joins and others, it's figuring out what does the outcome or the overall success need to look like? So what is a clear goal that you've set for your business? And if it's not clear, well, we're hoping to get as many memberships as we want to get or we can get. I don't know what that number is. Set a goal. You you even make it a little bit of a stretch. But if you don't have a goal, it's really hard to to measure up to something. And I think oftentimes, especially in light of COVID, we're a little afraid to set really hard goals. But you know what? We need those. They hold us accountable and they do that. So it's really figuring out value and then figuring out this is a specific goal we're going to attain. And this next one, Darren, we had an amazing guest, Nick Lindauer, who brought his experience around marketing. And one of the things, themes we've talked about is the new front door of any organization is now their website and digital footprint. Nick shared some insights as to how this is even more relevant coming in after COVID. I think you all are really going to enjoy this clip and episode. Really kept saying that the front door of a club is no longer their physical front door. It is their web page. It is their digital, you know, digital. I don't even know what you would call it, but their their digital experience is their front door. Do you does that resonate with you, or or, or would you even expound on that? 
I would I would expand that for sure. It used to be the homepage, but now it's your Facebook page. It's your Instagram. How many Instagram followers do you have? It's your yeah. Google reviews. It's the full 360 digital experience because you can't tell where that customer is either first going to interact with you or where they're going to make the decision to convert and actually give you their information and become a lead. So you have to have all of those channels working together because you have multiple front doors at this point in time. Nick also took some time and says, hey, it's great that you have this digital footprint and it's great you do it, but how do you maximize the dollars you spend to make sure that you're getting an output that leads to growth for your organization? Learning from his experience, Darren, was one of the highlights, I think, of the year and something I think that marketers will really get something out of. And I think oftentimes we think about the competition of agency as more of competing with other club groups, but the reality is it's competing with all the other advertisements from every possible company in the world now in that space. Um, when you look at that and you talk about bringing leads and bringing more members, what are the things that you all really focus on to make sure that they're really elevating a club's online presence to the top of the queue? Uh, our specialties right now are in the SEM and SEO space. SEM is very particular. We can very hyper-target where we're spending those advertising dollars and where we're targeting the users. So like very particularly in the club space, you're probably only looking at a certain drive time. So we'll focus those media dollars on customers that are within that drive time or interested in that area so that you're not wasting dollars. And that's an easy win that most clients don't even start with. Um, and that's a great way to improve your media performance right up, right from the start. This next clip from my really great friend, Jeff Dyer, um, it, it was so compelling to me uh, because, you know, this, you know, as we reflect back on 22 and also just in life in general, uh, why is it that we're doing what we're doing? Uh, and we're talking about these experiences. Jeff talked about how the best experience uh, story that he had was really about himself, how that health and fitness changed his life and how he went from an obese teenager uh, and it really uh, forever changed his life. Can you recall uh, any any stories or any uh, time when you sort of made a big difference uh, in somebody's life through all the thousands, hundreds of thousands of members that have been that have joined your clubs over time? Yeah, well, before I got uh, involved with uh, Lifestyle, I saw about 10,000 members. And there's definitely a lot of stories about uh, <laughs> the person that was hesitant to make a decision to join and then you convince them that they should. Then they come back and tell you that you changed, you changed my life. There's a lot of those stories. But I think the best story is my own. I used to be a, an obese uh, teenager at the age of 18. Uh, and uh, I weighed about 260 pounds at the time. And uh, I ended up joining a gym in Australia at the age of 18 and uh, with a buddy. And we shredded that weight off in uh, 90 days. And it changed my life. And uh, I went from a, um, you know, a socially... Uh, uh, intimate you know I, I was a shy guy and it basically changed my life and changed my personality and made me realize how much better life is when you lead a healthy lifestyle one of the exciting uh episodes we were able to have is with trent ball and he really brought it home for me it's something that i'm passionate about and it was about people and if you really want to create a strong member experience uh, for your members, it all starts with your employees. And if you as a leader invest in your employees, in essence, you are developing the strategies and the energy that is needed for your team to really do a good job 
of taking care of the members within your club? I think the experience starts with the employees, um, making sure that they're uh, engaged, that they're excited, uh, that they're aligned. Uh, that that always, uh, I, I think, transitions or connects right into the member base. Um, you know, I, I had a, I had leadership early on as a personal trainer at 24 Hour Fitness that said attitude was everything. And the reality is, is sometimes it gets rough and it's been rough. Um, but that optimistic behavior uh, from leadership down is so important to to really just connect with the member base. So I think for me, the the existing member base is is really the experience is connected to really how the team members feel and how we feel about our organization and our clubs. I think it starts there. Yeah. And Nick, you know, you started with uh, sort of being thankful, grateful for, um, you know, 2022 as we reflect back. This this experience series has been really good. And um, I think it is important to remember why it is that we do what we do. And yeah, the, this last story from our very own Ron Lamb, I think it truly exemplifies our why. Um, he talks about the experience through the eyes of a member, uh, this woman who uh, actually had had a substance abuse problem, but through the overall persistence of uh, a team member, you know, uh, she actually finally showed up, changed her life, found her future husband, and uh, it's just you know, his vision about what we want to accomplish and the overall goal of empowering health and wellness around the world. I, I love this clip. What does that, what does experience mean to you? You know, I, I would, I would answer the question um, through the eyes of a member experience, because mm. that's, 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 that's how I try to see the world. That's how I see the world. Um, tell you a story, you know, this is, you know, years ago when we used uh, our phones a lot more to follow up, <laughs> yeah. um, a, a woman, you know, joined a health health club and then she didn't show. Boy, that never happens. Right. And uh, the general manager or, or, or the, who, who's now running that club, but at the time it was his responsibility. He called and set another appointment and she didn't show up and called, set another appointment. She didn't show up. And, uh, you know, at some point when you're in manual worlds with pencils and, you know, pens and spreadsheets, probably after two or three times, you, you might kind of write that person off. But this, this, uh, this particular individual was really, really special. And they ended up, it wasn't until the seventh appointment hmm. that she kept it and showed up. Fast forward, uh, she was a member of that club for uh, 10 years. Uh, and in fact, in her eighth year, joined the staff and began teaching and training and coaching and, and whatnot. So uh, and in that in that same 10 years, she uh, met her future husband. And they got married. So she married someone who's a member. Wow. Now, here's what's interesting about that story. Turns out the reason that she kept missing those appointments is she was she had a substance abuse problem. Mm. And she literally physically was not able after using drugs but through this particular gym, she got clean. She changed her life. She met her future husband. All of those things happened because one of our, one of our own made those extra phone calls. Yeah. My dream for us is to automate and bring automation and simplicity 
so that we don't lose touch after the second or third no-show, that we have automated systems to keep after it. Because at the end of the day, the technology that's applied properly and enables our staff to do their jobs, it saves lives. It changes lives. And when we change enough lives, empowering health and wellness throughout the world, we change society. And that's what, that's what gets me excited every day about coming to work. So, Nick, bro, this is it, man. 2022 is it's in the books. It is. How are you feeling about that? I, I, you know what? I look back at the year and I look at what we've accomplished as an industry. Um, it makes me excited. It makes me more excited than ever for 2023. I'm um, going into next year. I look forward to having more of these podcasts with you because I think we build on what we learned. And I think as an industry, we are all just building one another up and creating an amazing, amazing opportunity for people around the world to be healthier, uh, more filled with life. Um, and really bring joy to this world that needs it right now. Yeah, awesome. And then I would just uh, tell all of our friends and colleagues out there in the industry, if you have something that you want to share with our audience as it grows, uh, if you would like to join us sometime, just reach out to us. Let us know, and uh, we would love to talk with you and see what sort of golden nuggets you might have to share so that we can all get better and so that 2023 uh, is, is a better year than ever. Talk to y'all soon. See ya. Peace. That's a wrap.